We all have bucket lists. As a lifelong sports fan, mine is full of tons of different sporting events and venues, from the NBA, NFL, Olympics, and beyond. However, my greatest bucket list item is something I want to share with the world and fans like me. What if you could attend a home college football game for all 130 and counting FBS programs? Seems crazy, right? Join me, your host, Bobby Wilson, as I take you along for the ride to see all the FBS venues and more. This is the TNT College Football Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the very next episode of the TNT College Football Podcast. I'm your host, Bobby Wilson. Glad to be back on tonight with my good friend, Justin. And we're here to talk about uh, our weekly discussion about UConn Husky football. And uh, this week, obviously, we're a little bit more excited than we've been in the past couple of weeks. So, uh, but first, Justin, how are you doing? Doing great. How about you, Bobby? I'm good. I'm good. It was... Obviously, an exciting game on Saturday, an exciting ending. I will say, I was sitting here in my house, in my house, and uh, watching it with my four-year-old son and my one-year-old daughter. And uh, when uh, when uh, Devonte Houston scored that touchdown, uh, we all started screaming and jumping up and down. So that was a lot of fun. Yeah, and uh, and honestly, uh, in my section at the rent too, we were we were jumping up and down. And- and we're just like we gotta pop the ball now. <laughs> yes, and I, well, uh, first I gotta ask, like, how was the how was the experience at the rent? I mean, I know that there was some questions with the weather um, going into the game. So how how was how was the fan experience? So uh, tailgating wise, um, in the blue lot, it actually was pretty. It was actually pretty good. Um, there were points where. There was a bunch of tent stuff where I had to instead go back and me had to walk all the way around, which is not normal. Um, and it was it was actually really great. I mean, the fans that were there too tailgating, uh, they were so optimistic about this game. Um, I know that we were going to get some rain, and we never got it. Thank goodness. And inside the building too, you can kind of tell that everybody probably anticipated the rain because. Absolutely, and when and when we needed the noise, you could hear it. Yeah, and it, it, it's crazy because, uh, like we said before, at the rent, you could you could have minimal fans there, and it sounds like a packed stadium. Absolutely, I, I I thought that many times while I was watching, like when it was third down, uh, it, it, Fresno State. I don't want to say they had issues with getting play calls and everything, but you could just tell, like, the the fans were making a difference. Yes, and I, you, you could definitely tell that, too, because even on third down, um, when we're on defense, the fans were up and they're making noise, and we definitely disrupted them. Absolutely. And I think we have to lead off our discussion about this game with the defense i mean the way that they played was out of this world really i mean to hold a team in uh in our modern day football to less than 200 yards to 200 yards of offense is pretty amazing and i mean especially a team like fresno state who's had a high-powered offense and i mean i understand yeah they had a couple injuries and whatnot but they still had all their skill position guys out there um so that was 
<laughs> really, really great to see, obviously. Yeah, and it, it, was, it, was, it was actually fun to watch. Um, you know, uh, the four down linemen, they were doing their jobs. Um, Jelani Stafford and Dal Martin Gordine, um, they were doing a really good job on the impression of the quarterback. Defensive ends were doing their jobs. Um, when they do their job, we, we, we saw that what, what, you know, what could happen. Um, you know, linebackers can make uh, um, interceptions, quarterbacks can make interceptions, and it was just all around great play by the defense. Absolutely. It's, it's great to see those the four down linemen get pressure on the quarterback. It's something we haven't seen. Um, and to see those guys be able to excel um, and force those turnovers and put the linebackers in great positions to make plays. It, it, it made all the difference in the world. And, I mean, Gordine is somebody you've talked about a lot, so it was really, really nice to see him have a great game. Yeah, it, it, it seemed like, too, during this game when Fresno State hit the ball, we were almost, like, pushing their offensive line right away. Mm-hmm. They, they weren't ready for it. And I think we really jumped, jumped off the ball night. Absolutely. I, I think it was, I, I, part of me wonders if like those Fresno state players kind of like were, were, had the thought process coming into the game, like, Oh, we killed these guys last year, should be able to do it again. And then when the Yukon players came and hit them in the mouth, literally they, they didn't know how to react. Yeah, no, they were, I, I think they were shocked. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, those guys were just hitting them real hard and, Right. At some point, he did, but they really did shut them down. They, they, they did a really good job. I agree. They only really had two or three drives where they kind of moved the ball at like a consistent pace. And other than that, I mean, they just weren't able to move the ball at all. I mean, they couldn't run the ball. Um, I mean, in the first half, they had negative two rushing yards. I mean, just a fantastic job by our guys. I agree, and and you and I have been very high on the defense. We've we've been very optimistic. I mean, they they've played some very tough teams. I mean, the three team teams that they played going into this game, Syracuse, Michigan, and NC State, all have pretty high powered offenses. So I mean, our our defense had has been tested, obviously, um, and. Even in the Utah State game, they're playing against a pass-heavy offense, so they're they're going up against that as well. So, I, I think it was so refreshing to see them play a team now that is at at our level, and for them to like really use that game experience that they gained against some very stiff competition and put it to use and have some great success off of it. Yeah, and and, and what and what we can say, you know, Fresno State's at our level. It actually means that you know they're improving as a team. 
Jim Warren company, I mean, they're, they, they're, they're definitely setting this team up for success now and in the future, which is really great to see. Absolutely. And I think you and I said this last week that this, that this game could be a turning point, not only in the, in the season, but in the, the trajectory of the whole program. Um, and you can kind of see that just with how much optimism there is from the fan base. You can see it just from the guys um, on the team, just the conversations I've had with a couple different guys, even a couple of the coaches that I've had conversations with. I mean, you can just tell how much optimism there is around this team. Yeah, it's, it's really nice to see. Um, even on Twitter, uh, it's all, some of the pessimistic fans are definitely optimistic now. Um, a lot of fans are definitely rooting on this team, and it's it's it's, it's a good thing for UConn. And for this game, I I believe it's a turning point too. It's always been. Absolutely. I think that we're going to look back at the end of this season, but also in four or five years, I think we're going to look back at October 21st or October 1st, 2022 as the, as the real turning point where things changed for, for this program. Um, just the success that the defense had, like we've already said, just another level that they played at this week. But uh, the offense, too. I mean, the, the strides that they made. And I, I, think it's, I think it's super important for us to also remember, like, how young this team is and how well they're growing together being so young. So then when the players that we have injured um, that are out for the whole season, now when they're able to come back, now we have even more depth. And I think it just creates... I think it can create something special. Yes, and, and I, I totally agree with you on that one. <clears throat> well, let's let's change our focus now over over to the offense. I mean, obviously, it's something that we've all been questioning heading into this game. And I mean, were were they were they spot on in everything they did? Of course not. And and they're not going to be, and that's fine. But you could really see. Uh, things come together. Um, you could see some of the young guys making plays. And when they made those plays, you could just see like a monkey lifted off their back basically. And that they were able to then just play football and stress-free and just have fun. And I mean, we could say that about a number of guys, but I mean, I think the first one that comes to mind is Zion Turner, just the way that he played and uh, some of the passes that he made um, like, quick slant passes that he threw on the money on a third downs and making big plays. Then of course he threw a couple deep balls. So it was just really nice to see. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's nice to see that, you know, he, he looks more comfortable out there. Mm-hmm. Um, his deep balls actually were really nice. Uh, that spiral on him. Um, it, 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 it just pays uh, the wide receivers and tight ends 
to just catch the ball. And it was always on the side where they could need to not uh, create some yardage after the catch. <laughs> right, and that's that's not something that we've seen the past couple of weeks. <laughs> no, man. It, it, it almost seemed like the offense, uh, you know, turning around too in this game. And, you know, there, there were some points where, you know, we, we, we took a field goal because we couldn't just punch it in for a, a touchdown. Mm-hmm. And, those, and those types of situations we're going to have to in the future, you know, convert that for uh, seven points. But I, I think that, you know, offensively we did a really awesome job. Uh, you know, we, we, we saw, you know, a, a guy like Dustin Jolly out there and, Man, he made three really clutch catches in in that game on Saturday. Just a fantastic job by him. Yeah, and without those catches, I mean, the big offensive plays would have never happened. And right, you know, even even Kevin Garcia, uh, he was actually pretty quiet at this point, and he had two awesome catches. Mm-hmm. And, and the, the future's bright right here. I think Zion Turner definitely found. Uh, some guys that he can definitely trust. Even Aaron Turner. Um, I mean, this offense can definitely be explosive. I agree. And and a little side note here. I'm I'm super excited. Later this week, I'm going to have Justin Jolly on the show, uh, interviewing him. So uh, excited for that, and uh, excited to learn more about that young man. Because I mean, he's he's young. We haven't seen him play much, um, but just excited to. Um, tell his story a little bit more and get to know him a little bit more. Yeah, it, it, he, he, he's, he's, a, he's a great young man. Um, he definitely looks bigger than what uh, what is what what, what they say on the UConn uh, website. I mean, he looked like he could he was almost like a junior out there. I mean, he was he he, he went out to uh, to Catholic uh, Hill. <laughs> that that's that's what you're looking for from uh. I mean, if if you can be a freshman and already look the part, you're already light years ahead of everybody else. Oh yeah, and you can you can tell that you know, like you know, we're very excited for you know the next next class to come in too because these guys coming in can are almost can be uh, ready to play, which is really nice. We haven't really been used um, to that lately, and it just it just means that this you know UConn football team is. Definitely turning it around now. Right, absolutely. And then let's let's talk about the running back position a little bit. Um, we got two guys in Victor Rosa and Devonte Houston who stepped up and played pretty good football this weekend. Yeah. So uh, so so Victor Rosa, he looked like he was he was more confident out there. He had some nice runs. Um, Devonte Houston was was. I'm on fire. I mean, mm-hmm. that, that guy, he could just, he could just run, and he almost kind of reminded me of uh, kind of a mix between Brian Bruton and uh, Nate Carter out there. And it was, it was really nice to see. And I, I think those two are also, uh, it's almost really nice to see them both playing because it, it, you can almost play them in certain situations, and that's what we saw this weekend. And Absolutely, they're they're a really good, uh, really good combination with each other. I mean, they 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 both do certain things really well, and 
what one's weakness is might is probably the other one's strength. So I, I think it's a I think it's really good to watch those two moving forward. more game reps you get more decisive exactly well i i think one of the things we really got to talk about is the trick plays that we saw um the plays with two quarterbacks with <laughs> i i thought that they were fantastic and they used them at the right time too i i was i was really excited about that yeah but, uh, kind of uh Absolutely. And, and you and I were talking about this a little bit before we got on the show, but I think these things are things that we can use moving forward against uh, some of the teams we're going to be playing. talking to coach charlton after the game and it's like you can just tell that he's just an, and all the players say this too like zion turner said it a million times but he is just an offensive genius like the the way he puts things together and the way he called those plays they were per they were perfectly timed like you said um i, I can't wait to see what he has in store moving forward no i mean neither and i mean that you know in the in, in the in the past few games for this, we haven't really seen it, but now we're seeing, you know, playbook uh, opening up even more. Mm-hmm. And I, I applaud uh, 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 Nick Charlton for doing that, and he definitely called a really good game this Saturday. He did. It was, it was spot on. I would say. Yeah, it was, it was as spot on as uh, you can get. I mean, it was mm-hmm. almost to perfection. <laughs> I agree. I, I was, I was literally. Uh, as you and I have said on the show and together, um, sometimes it's been a little bit predictable. And, and I think that's had, that's had a lot to do with the opponents that we're playing. Um, maybe you're kind of, you're calling the game a certain way uh, just because of just how the game feels or whatnot. But you could really tell coming into this game, like even from the beginning, from the jump, it was it, it was a mindset like, hey, we can control this game and offensively and defensively, and the Huskies were able to do that. Yeah, it was, it was very nice to see that control because, uh, you know, going into halftime, even later on, you could just see that it was the, the highest of turns and it was kind of a UConn way. And I, as, as a fan, I was never, I was never nervous. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, I, I would like to hear your thoughts. You, you've kind of mentioned it a little bit, like going into halftime. Um, it was 
we only had those six, we only had six points um, from two field goals when we could have tried to punch it in. Um, obviously, like on TV, the the sideline reporter said when he talked to Coach Mora that that Coach Mora was a little, I don't want to say frustrated, but um, that was like his big his big talking point was like we got to punch those in when we get the opportunity. Um, <clears throat> so, what were kind of your thoughts on that? I I can't disagree with Coach Moore. I mean, I, I I actually thought that we could punch it in. Um, they, they stopped us. We're on the eight yard line. We punched in for uh, for a field goal, and uh, I said that's that's okay. Um, uh, and then during halftime, I said seven six. That's not it's not horrible. I mean, it, it mm-hmm. could have been a different score, but you just have to you know work work out what you got. And I mean, I think they. I think they kind of knew that they messed up there a little bit and they were going to uh, fix the situation. Absolutely. I think, I think maybe the only two concerns I have after this game are special teams. And when I say, when I say that, I mean our punt return unit. And then, we we still turn the ball over a little little too much offensively. I think those are the really two sticking points in my head. Looking forward, um, hopefully that they can that they can fix. I mean the punt return unit um, against Michigan. I mean you kind of take that with a grain of salt because of it's Michigan, but at the same time, um, that punt return for a touchdown this weekend, there were six missed tackles on that return. Yeah, I would have thought that was kind of frustrating to me too. Um, seeing that we usually could stop it, and we just yeah, it, it was there was so many tackles there. I think that's where they need to, you know, focus on um, a little better. Uh, offensive wise too, yeah, they have to focus on a few things. Um, and I I think as long as they just sharpen up on those two areas. Uh, we'll definitely see a better, uh, better outcome. Absolutely. And I'm not as concerned with them punching it in in the red zone. I think with a young team, uh, there's growing pains in that. And and I think that they're going to continue to grow in that and continue to do better with that. Um, obviously, our, our kicking situation, I think, is something we're confident in. So I feel pretty confident that when we get the ball in the red zone, we're going to get at least three points out of it. Um, yeah. But obviously, obviously you want to get seven. Um, so I, moving forward, I mean, it's definitely something for, for us to, as fans to continue to watch and look at. But uh, it's obviously something that they're going to be uh, focusing on as a staff and as uh, as players. Yeah, I, I, I mean, you know, the – our, our punter, too, always puts us in pretty good situations. Mm-hmm. And we just have to, you know, we have to make those uh, tackles. And, uh, you know, it's, I think, coming down the line, too, it, it just learn from your mistakes and just go out there. I mean, I, I think we're definitely going to see better uh, football uh, from UConn. I mean, this, this weekend was good football. Um, but I, I think they can even... Uh, become great uh, in a lot of areas, and I think as long as they learn from their mistakes, I, I'm totally fine with that. 
Absolutely. And and they're going to make mistakes. I mean, they're, they're young and we, we know that we, you, you have to expect it, that, that there's going to be some mistakes made, but it's just minimizing those mistakes and learning from them more importantly. Yes. And, you know, minimizing mistakes too can really, it can really help us out also. And, uh, as long as we, you know, as, as long as we just stay true and, you know, make plays, I think, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be good for, for the young guys. I mean, they're, they're young, but they're playing really, really good football right now. Mm-hmm. And I think the offensive guys need to just continue to play within themselves and know that you don't have to make a spectacular play because if you do have to punt, you have a pretty dang good defense behind you that's going to be able to take care of business, especially with the teams that we have left on our schedule. Um, This defense should be able to stand up to all of them, in my opinion, um, and, and not struggle at all. Um, so I, I think from an offensive player's perspective, like I think about as a quarterback, um, that you have a, you have some real, you have some real confidence in that knowing that you can step out there and, uh, just play football and know that, Hey, if, if we don't, if we don't score every possession, like you're, you're not going to, you, you know, and you have faith in that defense behind you that they're going to that they're going to hold up their end of the bargain, too. Yeah, and if, if the offense can just stay on the field because the defense can kind of yes. know, <laughs> catch the breath, I think that's really good, too. And, uh, and chewing down the clock in certain situations, I mean, they're, they're starting to learn that. And mm-hmm. like, like we're seeing this Saturday also, you know, as, as, as long as the offense can stay on the field and kind of give that defense time, Absolutely. That's something you and I have stressed a lot. And like you just said, this, this past Saturday, you saw that and, and it, it was obviously very helpful for the defense. Yeah. And, and the defense almost looked like, you know, every single time they looked refreshed. It almost looked like they were just taking the field every single snap. And mm-hmm. that's, that's kind of what you want to see because you don't want to see a gas defense, you know, in the, Right. And to go all four quarters and your defense just comes out and they look like they're they're ready to play every single down is 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 a real you know it, it's a real plus for Utah. Absolutely. <clears throat> is there anything else you would like to uh, hit on before we uh, turn towards uh, FIU? Actually, I think we hit all of it. I agree. Well, I will, I will now turn over to talking about the, the FIU Panthers. Um, they're coming off of a win themselves um, this past week. So uh, this is an opportunity for two teams that haven't uh, won a ton of games recently to be on a winning streak. Um, FIU is 2-2 two and two on the season. They uh, opened up the season. Uh, they were on an 11-game losing streak to start the season, and they opened up against uh, a team that uh, UConn fans probably know pretty well in Bryant, and they beat them in overtime by one point. So they struggled in that game, but they found a way to win. They got it done. Um, the following week, 
they got beat handily by Texas State. Um, in game three of their season, they lost 73 to nothing against Western Kentucky. Um, Western Kentucky has a high-powered offense. So I was very intrigued seeing them coming into their game this week as they played New Mexico State in New Mexico. So uh, they turned around. They won that game 21-7. to um, They scored all 21 of their points in the first half. Um, so actually neither team scored in the second half of that game. So um, interesting way that that game went about. Um, but from the FIU perspective, I mean, they're – They've got to be really excited where they're standing with two wins because um, they've struggled for a couple years. Uh, but when you look at their their quarterback position, coming into the season, everybody thought Gunnar Holmberg was going to be the guy at quarterback. He transferred him from Duke. Um, but uh, he, uh, he was injured in the Bryant game and hasn't played since. Um, so in steps step uh, Grayson James, who is a sophomore from uh, from Texas, and he st he has stepped in and played pretty good. He's got 663 yards, seven touchdowns, and only two interceptions. So he came in and uh, led their victory against Bryant. He had four touchdown passes in that game. Then he had three touchdown passes uh, this past weekend against New Mexico State. Um, so he's played well in their two wins. Um, and, and as you would expect from a team from Florida, there are some very good skill position players. Um, it, it starts with their electric wide receiver, Tyrese Chambers. Um, I think he has a potential NFL future as a slot receiver and as a kick returner, punt returner type guy. He is, he is an electric with the ball in his hands. He's got three touchdowns this year. He's averaging 10 yards per catch. Um, definitely a guy that the Huskies have to key on this week. And then the other guy is uh, Lexington Joseph at running back, another real uh, shifty electric guy um, running and catching the ball. Um, he had a 60-yard touchdown reception this past week for a touch. Uh, so, I mean, he's he's a guy that, that you got to watch out for um, running and receiving but the number one guy that they're looking to get the ball to is Tyrese Chambers. Um, and then the other thing I will add is Grayson James at quarterback. It, it likes to run the ball. Um, he had 18 carries in their last game against New Mexico State. So this is a guy who wants to run the ball. Uh, he's going to do everything, everything he can to try and do that. Um, but one issue for the Panthers so far this season has been their defense, um, giving up a ton of points. Obviously, uh, against Western Kentucky, very, very pass-heavy offense. So this is definitely a team that we can move the ball against. This is a team who um, has a lot of penalties on the season. Um, so uh, maybe, that, maybe you can say it's a lack of discipline, um, but – that they've they've had plenty of penalties on the season so far, um, but in all honesty, one of the things I look at um, is the handful of Husky players that are from the state of Florida. Um, obviously, our long snapper Tommy Zozus played at FIU the past couple years, 
So obviously this game's going to be huge for him. I mean, Zion Turner is from Florida. Um, Aaron Turner is from Florida. So, I mean, there's a handful of guys that are going to be really excited for this opportunity to play in their home state. And I think for us coming off this big victory, I mean, we're favored going into this game. Um, Vegas has us favored. So, I mean, I think that's a huge deal just for, just for, uh, the Huskies and to have some energy going into this game. Obviously we're coming off a huge win and I'll say it. Coach Morris said it too. It doesn't matter if you don't stack this win with other wins. And uh, I know Justin, you agree on this, that there's many games left on the schedule where we can do that. Yes. And I, I, I totally agree with that. <clears throat> What what are your thoughts on uh, the FIU Panthers heading into this game? So FIU, I've I've seen them um, offensively. I think we can we can make some plays and we can definitely score. Uh, we could probably score big if we really want to. Mm-hmm. Um, our defense has to come out. Um, it, if we can pressure the quarterback, I've seen them in many games. If you pressure them. They really don't have much of an offense um, because it's it, the offensive line um, could definitely be porous at times. And I think as long as we just take advantage of it, we we put we, you know we, we just go in there and we want to play. And uh, I I'm thinking we could probably get you know turnovers on defense. And uh, I I think the Huskies are going to go in there and they're going to play with a chip on their shoulder. And uh, we're definitely going to see that. Um, I, I, I think we definitely have to go in there and and don't think of the last game. You guys have to play now, and as long as they just play their their style of football, we we could definitely win the game. One hundred percent, and and I absolutely agree with getting pressure on the quarterback. Um, they it's, they they have a young quarterback, uh, and he. he what he's shown so far this year is he will take off a little bit. Like if you pressure him, he's going to look to run. He's not going to look to set his feet and make a throw. So I think it's big on for us, for our defensive line to get that pressure, like you were saying, because if we force him to make quick decisions like that, I think is when we're really going to see uh, potentials for turnovers. Yeah. And, and with uh, you know Malik Dixon playing the way he has, and um, even uh, Durante Jones last game too, and and almost everybody on the defense, uh, we could definitely you know we we, we could shut them down at points. Uh, we 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 can't play we can't play you know soft. We have to just keep keep you know keep coming to them. And I I think if we do that, we can definitely uh, do a really good job with uh, shutting down their offense. Absolutely. We did a great job shutting down uh, Jalen Cropper, who is an NFL-level wide receiver on Fresno State's team. So that gives me confidence that we can do the same, not only against FIU, but against all our other opponents. Oh, yes. And, like, this game, too, coming out, you know, our our running backs, you know, Devontae Houston, Victor Rosa, uh, even quarterback Zion Turner, they all just have to play and, you know, and – and and they they really can you know run the ball all all over the ground and uh, 
and you know, quarterback too. Just just play with confidence, and and you're you're definitely going to see results. And I'm I have a feeling that this Saturday we're going to see some success. Absolutely, and I, I'm really looking forward to it. I think this is a huge opportunity for our guys to kind of make a statement to let everybody know that last week wasn't a fluke, first of all, but to make a statement and say we for the remainder of this season and moving forward in the years to come, we're going to be a team that needs to be reckoned with. Yes. And, and you know, if, if we, if we can come away with a win too, our record's going to show that also. And a lot more people are going to say, okay, uh, who's this UConn uh, football now, you know? Right. And I, I think the spotlight's going to be on us too. And, and that's actually a really good situation for UConn. And I'm, I'm thinking that, you know, don't, don't sleep on them because you, you, you can tell when you, when you do, you know, this, this team is, this team is like loaded with talent and, uh, you know, they're, they're just getting better and better and better. And, uh, um, you know, even games down the road, there's going to be some teams that are going to be, you know, sleeping and we're going to, we're, we're going to see good results also. Absolutely. And, and there's, there's something for me that I will continue to stick with. And I, I, my podcast, of course, I do things, hit things on a national level, but of course I have a special place in my heart for the Huskies. And I said, coming into this season that this team would win five or six games. And I stand by that. Even with the start that they had, we all knew coming into this season that the beginning of the season was going to be the toughest point. Uh, And then when we had all the injuries that we had, it made it, even more difficult, but going, getting that Fresno state victory now sets things up really, really well moving forward. Yeah. And like we, like we um, all said on the show too, you know, getting, getting an upset can turn this, you know, season around. And, and I, it's, it's great to watch. And I'm thinking that, you know, it's, it's something that, it's just going to, we're, we're definitely just going to build off of, and I'm, I'm really hoping, you know, I, I even said five to six wins also. And, mm-hmm. and I, I, I truly believe that. And yep. when, you know, when, when they're playing the tough teams like Syracuse and Michigan, you know, and NC state, you know, it, 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 it's kind of tough, but we, that, those were, when I was looking into the season two, those were losses. And I was thinking, you know, Fresno could be an upset, you know, BC later down the road could be an upset too. And, right. Um, I mean, this season's pretty fun so far. Absolutely. I'm I'm excited where we're at. I really am. I mean, especially with the injury situation we've had, just the optimism coming into this game is at a whole nother level. And uh, I I know you and I were both kind of laughed at and mocked a little bit when we said that this team could win five or six games. But we're both standing by that and sticking with it. And and it really, we just got to take it game by game. Yes, and that's all you have to do. Don't look ahead. Yep, yep. Because that's hopefully what the other teams that we're playing are doing. Yes, I'm 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 open. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got anything else that you want to add? Uh, no, just uh, UConn beat FIU. <laughs> Absolutely. As always, guys, we thank everybody so much who uh, listens to us every week. Uh, we do this a, a weekly show that we do, um, and we're going to continue to do it throughout the season. Um, 
really, really looking forward to the opportunity that the Huskies have in front of them this week against the FIU Panthers. And uh, Justin, go ahead and let the listeners know where they can follow you. You can follow me on Twitter at Hawkeye282. Absolutely. I highly recommend giving him a follow, everybody. Uh, you can follow me uh, personally at Coach underscore B Will. Um, as always, the podcast account at TNT College Foot One. Um, and everybody, uh, go. Uh, hope you have a great week. Uh, go Huskies. And God bless. <laughs>